Thank you for clicking on the Randomly Reviewed podcast. Please note this podcast does contain adult humour and content that some listeners may find offensive. New episodes are released weekly. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can tweet us at Randomly Reviews or search Randomly Reviews podcast on Facebook for our Facebook page. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Randomly Review Podcast, where we review something randomly each week. This week we reviewed Lethal Weapon. Woo! On the podcast this week is me, Mark, Zell, Zell, and Jennings Jennings. Woo! <laughs> Hi guys. How do you? Are you going to ask me See how you next my Tuesday. week Are you going to ask me how my week went? Nope. Oh, you're such a bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, you also sound like friends now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feelings. <laughs> well, I had a lovely week. I was uh, a week off that I didn't even realise I had. I should have gone back to Doncaster. Sadly, I didn't. Um, huh. How come you didn't realise you had it? Because uh, I booked it off like a couple of months ago. Because um, COVID is like working from home really fucked my head up quite a bit. So every month I've taken off a week. And um, it's, it's not the best of ideas because all I do is just sit in my bed and wank. So it's <laughs> it's not the best thing to do, but I really like doing it. We should stop doing that. You're <laughs> not in bed with especially, me. Especially when I'm there. <laughs> I've got a spare room, Mark. You don't have to be in bed with me when we do it. Zell, how's your week been? It's been all right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. How's your week been? Amazing. So, lethal weapon... <laughs> It's a lethal weapon. I fucking love this film, I'm not going to lie. Uh, number two is better, as, as I said to you all in um, the group chat. Um, I'll watch all four of them after watching this one. I said I wouldn't as well. I said, right, I'm only going to watch the first one. I'm not spending eight hours of my life watching the rest of them. I did, and I fully fucking enjoyed it. Um, so, fat file. I'll let you do uh, the first fact file. Uh, good, because I only talk about Mel Gibson being a complete twat. <laughs> oh, okay, then I'll do my fact file first then. So the film was released on March 6th, 1987, which is weird because it's a Christmas film. March 6th is not Christmas. What? I know. It's not even fucking Chinese Christmas. <laughs> they don't have Christmas. They got a New Year. <laughs> Everyone's got a new year, you fucking know. <laughs> oh, I looked up um, my year uh, in the Chinese calendar. Pig? I'm, no, I'm... Um, Rat? I'm a fire tiger. <laughs> Bollocks. There's no such thing as a fire tiger. I'm a fire tiger. That's what it's... It, they give you elements and everything. It's class. My sister is a wood rat. <laughs> I thought that was funny as A well. wood rat? Wood rat. <laughs> wood rat. I've never what I am. Anyway, so its film was released on March 6th, uh, 1987. Uh, Runtime is 110 minutes. It is quite long. Um, mm. uh, it had a budget of only 15 million and made 120.2 million at the box office. Oh, that's good. That's fucking brilliant. It has a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Or Tomatoes. Depends on how you want to say. Uh, it spawned three sequels and a TV series. I actually watched... Uh, a documentary 
about the TV series and the guy who plays Riggs, uh, well, Mel, Mel Gibson's character, um, he got fired for being too much of a cunt. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, they shot him at the end of season two. <laughs> <laughs> His brother did it. It was weird. <laughs> it was such a weird documentary. Um, a fifth lethal weapon is in the works with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover set to start. Really? Yeah. Uh, Richard Donner is the director of it. Um, he did The Omen, Superman, The Goonies, and Scrooged. He did, he's done a fucking lot of good films. Um, well, average films. Those. Aww. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to, I've just looked back at the list and gone. Oh, wait, no, they are quite shit. Uh, Bruce Willis turned down the role of Riggs. Um, Shane Black wrote this. He also wrote um, The Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero. Um, he wrote number two of it. And he wrote uh, The Nice Guys. Oh, and Iron Man 3. And The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh. He also played Rick in Predator. Cool. Uh, Shane Black also wanted to make it an urban western inspired by Dirty Harry, but uh, they lightened it up quite a bit. It was the original script was apparently ridiculously dark. Um, I think everyone dies in it, so it's like, all oh, right, let's let's not do that. Um, Leonard Nimoy was the first choice for director for this. Spock. Yeah. I'm glad you understood that reference. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, of what, what which character would he have played? <laughs> but guess which film he did instead? Star Trek. Did he direct any of the Star Treks? Yeah, he directed four or five. That's the reason why they were going to offer him this film. Uh. He did the one with Khan! <laughs> uh, no, he did Three Men and a Baby <laughs> instead of this film. Oh, well. Fuck off. Yeah? I don't believe that shit. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? turn off the recording. I'm going <laughs> This is bullshit. I can't believe Lenny Nimoy did three men and a baby. Keep talking. I'm just going to... What, are you going to fact check me on my fact file? Right, okay. Loaded Weapon was a spoof of this film with Emilio Estevez, Samuel Jackson, Tim Curry. I fucking love that film. I know we've talked about it a bit. Oh, I don't think I've seen Loaded Weapon. Oh, that's a great film. Yeah. Um, and the amount of scenes in that that are just completely ripped from uh, Lethal Weapon. I, quite a lot of watching Lethal Weapon, I went, ha, ah, that's from Loaded Weapon. Oh, wait, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson and Gary Boosie, the bad guy, uh, trained in Capoeira, JHR, which is Jailhouse Rock, uh, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, the actors trained for four hours a day for uh, six weeks and did months of choreography. Jailhouse Rock is a fighting style. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I did either until I researched this film. <laughs> um, and that is everything that I've got to say so far on... Well, uh, I do know more about the film, but I'm not going to go into it because it just gets weird. I wouldn't mind hearing about Mel Gibson being a prick. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've named this, I've actually named this Twat File. <laughs> um, Glad, the Gay Lesbian Alliance for... Dicks? <laughs> no. Penises? 
Oh, wait, right, down to that on remember it. The Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Uh, um, accused him of homophobia after a 1991 interview in El Pai. He in which Gibson was asked what he thought of gay people, he replied, they're taking up the ass." He points to his ass and says, this is only for taking a shit. <laughs> he did do that. Well. I watched the interview, it was class. <laughs> he I was... mean, is, is that the crux of the argument? Or is there more that he there, said? There's more. There's no more. more. Okay. Is that the crux of their argument? <laughs> that's not enough for you. He, what? He just <laughs> stated that they'd taken up the arse, and he says that's just a shit pipe. I mean, <laughs> 50% of them don't, right? <laughs> well, more than 50, because lesbians don't, and then half of the gay people yeah, exactly. probably don't. So, like, 25%-ish. <laughs> right. But what, uh, what else Let, did he let's say? Not, let's not go down that dirt road. <laughs> um, he was reminded... He was reminded that he worked closely with gay people at drama school. And he said, they were good people, kind. I'd like them, but their thing is not my thing. When asked if he was afraid people might think he's gay because he's an actor, he replied, do I sound like a homosexual? Do I talk like them? Do I move like them? So he's against camp people? Uh, apparently. Um, I've met, allegedly. <laughs> I've met some proper like manly gay blokes. Like, they would beat me up. Well, everyone could beat me up. Yeah. It's not, it's not any, a, any girl could beat you up. That's true. <laughs> I met some lesbians who could beat me up as well. Uh, he refused to apologise for those comments, but in 1997 he did host 10 gay and lesbian filmmakers for a seminar on the set of the movie Conspiracy Theory in association with GLAD. I actually really like that film. Because I, I, I researched Mel Gibson a little bit and yeah, he's a massive twat, but I forgot how many films I actually really like him <laughs> I only really like uh, Ransom. Ransom's class as well. And um, what women want. What women want. <laughs> That's the only two I could think of that I like. That's weird. That because like, he's such a sexist bastard that he's the main character in that <laughs> fucking. Oh. Um, in 1999, he was asked about his 1991 comments, and he said, "I shouldn't have said it, but I was tickling a bit of vodka during that interview." <laughs> And the quote came back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> oh, I actually really like him more now. <laughs> he said some really fucked up shit, but I really like him. Cause... Um, in 1995, Winona Ryder claims that Gibson asked her if she was a Jewish oven dodger. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh so hardly. No, you definitely shouldn't. Um, she also <laughs> claims that he asked a gay friend of hers if he's gonna catch it if he's gonna catch AIDS. Did he? It was like he was like to the, to the gay person. He's like, "Am I going to catch AIDS?" Oh right, okay. <laughs> After doing what? After bumming into him, <laughs> <laughs> sharing the same airspace or something. I don't know. Um, in two thousand and six, I think I put a question out there. I'm not sure about the date, but a drunken Gibson allegedly said, "The Jews are responsible for all the world, all the world wars." Are you a Jew? To a policeman, policewoman. Police woman, he calls us sugar tits as well. <laughs> in a statement about that incident, Gibson said, Please know from the bottom of my heart that I am not an anti-Semite. I'm not a bigot. Hatred of any kind goes against my faith. There will be many in the community who will want nothing to do with me, and that would be understandable. But he he my, is a devout Catholic. I pray that the door is not forever closed. Because he yeah. did uh, The Passion, Passion of, Christ of Christ as well. I've never seen that movie. It's 
wank. It's just fucking um, torture porn. It's awful. Uh, One of the worst. Maybe I'll do a watch. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Apocalypto he did as well, and that was shit too. I fancy that either. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, in 2010, Gibson was recorded during a phone call with Oscar Grigorieva. <laughs> that one? Racist. <laughs> Who he was married to. Um, oh, her. Yeah, he said some fucked up shit to her. Suggesting that if she got raped by a pack of N-words, she would be to blame. Gibson was barred from coming near her due to a restraining order relating to alleged domestic violence. Have you got the one where, like, um, I'm going to come round and burn down your house, but you're going to blow me first? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's one of his quotes. Like, I looked up 10 uh, Mel Gibson quotes, and that was one of his quotes. And I was like, Jesus Christ, fucking hell, Mel. Like, I really like Med Max as well. Um, an investigation was launched into the domestic violence allegations, but it was later dropped when Gibson pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor battery charge. In 2012, Joe Estehaz accused him of shelving a film they were working on together about Jewish hero Judah Maccabee because Gibson, Gibson hates Jews. A rep for Gibson said the allegations were 100% untrue. <laughs> well, well, he is Catholic, and to be fair, they did kill his saviour. <laughs> Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> he was the king of the Jews. <laughs> I, I watched a musical about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. That's not how the song goes, but I'll let you go on. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, we've got many more. Uh, that is my twat file on Mel Gibson. <laughs> right. So play by play. So we open up to Jingle Bell Rocks over the opening credits. Uh, showing this is a Christmas film. Again, it came out in March. Uh, that's weird. Uh, I didn't realise how stupid the lyrics are to Jingle Bell Rocks. One of the lyrics is, Giddy up, jingle horse. Why not call it a reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Like, that's 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 a fair point. I'm sorry. I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be reviewing a Christmas song. I did actually put. Didn't realise how stupid the lyrics are to this song. Giddy up, jingle horse or reindeer knobhead. <laughs> so, uh, it cuts to a last snort and coke in a hotel room by herself. Boobies. Knox. I mean, knocks. Knocks. Um, and then jumps off a ledge and she breaks the car below. This scene looks fucking amazing. Like the way how it's shot is really it looks like well he's done. Looks like masturbating. What? Oh, good it's time. A close one of a close one of a face going. <laughs> so you only watch like the first twelve you, seconds then. You masturbate. <laughs> yeah. What do you look like when you masturbate? I don't know. I don't look at myself, do I? I I'm glad it's. <laughs> have you got a mirror? <laughs> Why would I masturbate in front of a mirror? Mirrors on the ceiling. Next Champagne time, on next ice. Next time you do it, I'm looking at the mirror. See what you look like. Why? And you can compare it. I don't want to know what I look like. What's the point? Of... Oh, fucking hell. You guys are fucking weird. Send us a picture. Do a selfie. Vinegar strokes. Everyone needs to see the vinegar strokes, so. Right. Anyway, sorry. This this scene, uh, this scene looks fucking great. And we get to see Norks. 
Um, there are some nice boobs as well. Um, the nice guys had a last die in the first five minutes too, and she got her tits out as well, uh, her knocks out. Um, I'm pretty sure Shane Black has a thing for killing women in the first five minutes of films and getting their tits out. I really like Last Guy, uh, Nice Guys as well. I thought it was a really good film. Uh, right. Uh, cut to Danny Glover in the bath. Oh, wait. Oh, you forgot. Oh, one of the notes I had, which I don't have anymore, <laughs> was about the music and the intro and all that sort of stuff. The synth, itty synth and the saxophone is tits. It's fucking amazing. I do talk about that later the music on. is shit <laughs> Eric Clapton, right? <clears throat> was it? He did the music for apparently. I don't. don't I, I thought it was <laughs> Kenny Loggins. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'd, I'd go Kenny over Eric. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> anyway, he cuts to Danny Glover in the bar and his whole family bursts in singing Happy Birthday. I would royally kick off. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm having a bath, dickheads. It's my birthday. Fuck off. I don't want you in here. Plus, the bath, again, one of my other notes, was the fact that it didn't have that much bubbles, so they could probably see his dong. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did see his dong. And, weirdly, his 16-year-old daughter, who we've already talked about, who was 27 27. Was she? Yeah. 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 She was in the Cosby Show. She was in the Cosby Show. I weirdly looked this up, too. <laughs> did you have a wank, too? No. Oh, <laughs> oh just me. Uh, yeah, Lethal Weapon is a soundtrack album of, of the 1987 film Lethal Weapon. It's performed and composed by Michael Kamen, Eric Clapton, and David Sanborn. That's mental. Anyway, so, yeah, they probably saw his dick while he was in the bath um, and saying, Happy birthday, you 50-year-old cunt. Um, they all take the piss out of him for being old. Um, and his fit daughter um, just stays around and insults him, saying, oh, yeah, you're old, but I still love you. What a bitch. Like, he's only 40 when he did the film. He yeah. did the film. He's playing his 50-year-old. He's only 13 years older than that well, last. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he probably shagged her, to be fair. It's Danny Glover. I'd shag Danny Glover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he's married to... Um, Donald Glover. Well, I was, I did actually have Danny, not Donald Glover's dad, <laughs> Glover. <laughs> um, cut to Mel Sugartits Gibson waking up in a trailer doing my morning ritual of smoking, drinking, and going for a piss. Like, um, that is a really good scene, to be fair. I, I know he's naked in it, but still would. <laughs> I mean, he's naked, so that'd be easier for you. If you That's true, I see. Yeah, I don't know why I said still would. Uh, <laughs> if you've got his clothes on, you're just doing. But yeah, he's well, naked. He still would. <laughs> well, he might have AIDS. He, he apparently shagged him at gay bar. He quoted it. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to Danny's family again, and the breakfast. <laughs> yeah, so it's his birthday. All that's on for the breakfast is a pile of bacon on a tray. <laughs> that's all that's there. Perfect. Yeah, what are you complaining about? I'd be happy if there was a tray of bacon waiting for me when I woke up on my birthday. I'd want some eggs. <laughs> I'd want some toast. No, I'd you could have a bacon sandwich. Well, no, because you need to do the toast and you need to butter Oh, the no. <laughs> How hard is it to make some fucking toast? Oh, no. <laughs> So, 
fuck you both. I, I if I if it was my birthday and everyone bust into me having a bath, and then I came downstairs and fucking saw a plate of fucking bacon. You're like, get out. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? At least put a candle in it, pricks. <laughs> so, right. Um, I've even put, what a shit bre- birthday breakfast. Um, oh, some great sax bits in this. <laughs> sax scenes. Uh, Danny then goes to work and goes to the site of the jumper and finds out he knew uh, the parents of the jumper. Uh, we cut to a load of coke and Mel, the Jews did it Gibson, <laughs> takes a snort. In all honesty, he's not the best of policemen, is he? <laughs> like, he, he does some he's really... He just does a lot of it. weird shit in this film. I do love how he just gets $100 out. <laughs> yeah. Although he's counting it, and then one of them goes up to him. But no, you, you, you've made me miscount now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really funny. Um, well, but after Gibson takes a snort, pretty natural for him. <laughs> and he says he'll buy it. Weirdly, this is all happening in a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> farm? Yeah. That's what you call them. Is what it? You call, a Christmas tree shop? Yeah. No. Lot? Christmas tree forest. It'd be more of a lot than a farm. It's a farm. It's not a farm. Look it up. Mark, no. look it up. No. <laughs> well, I put farm, so fuck you. Uh, Mel tries to buy it with a hundred dollars. <laughs> then he tries to arrest them. Him trying to arrest them is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. So he pulls his gun out, says, "That's a real badge. This is a real gun. Fuck you." And then someone tries to shoot him in the back with a shotgun. So what he decides to do is shoot fucking everyone. <laughs> it's not as if he tries to arrest anyone. He just goes, fuck this noise. I'm going to shoot every single person in this Christmas tree farm. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. No, no. Right. If you're being, if, if, you're, if your life's in danger and people are shooting at you, then you have the right to shoot to kill. I will go into this at the end of the review. Because this film kind of sets up the whole entire of America's police force for thinking they can shoot people for fuck all reason. Because I watched all four films and in every single one of them, no one gets arrested. <laughs> they just get shot and die. That's it. Yeah, no one gets arrested in this film. They don't shoot someone who does, who's not shooting back at them. Hey, in number two, I do... I don't think that's true. <laughs> number two is... It's a whole protest about that. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> Crazy eyes remind me of like um, Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage. <gasps> See everything twice. And also when he's like really angry, twice. when he's really angry with the guy when he's like putting his gun up to him, it's like it's not worth it. Yeah, he reminds me of Joe Pesky out of Home Alone. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me out of it. I didn't like that. Joe Pesci is in number two and three as well. Really? <laughs> he's in number four too. <laughs> um. 
He's called... Um, it was way too cartoony. Joe though. something. The whole entire... All the franchise is fucking cartoony as shit. I love it. Like, I, it's, it was too much. I might it watch it much. all again. <laughs> like, I only watched it a day ago. And I'm still thinking about watching them all again. But they're so <laughs> shit. But amazing at the same time. It's a weird paradox. Um, so... Yeah, so... Instead of arresting, Mel decides to shoot them all but stops when the police come to his aid because they'll probably arrest him for fucking shooting everyone. <laughs> like, they should have stopped it. Like, so the bit where you're talking about where he gets held up um, at gunpoint and he's just like, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, come on, shoot me. Someone in the police force should have gone to him. That's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> you know that's wrong. It's not in the handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm getting my notepad out now. <laughs> right, uh, cut to drill. Uh, cut to Mel drinking, and having a wank over his dead wife. Uh, he puts a gun to his head uh, because it's the only way he can complete. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was quite drunk when I wrote this. Uh, <laughs> his wife He's isn't that fit either. <laughs> yeah, I was tickling the vodka. His, his wife isn't that fit. Like, I wouldn't wank over her. <laughs> that is saying something. Uh, exactly. wank over everything. That's true. Like, even Henry Hoover's. <laughs> Cut to a police captain talking to a psychologist who says Mel is insane. Future thinking woman. Danny is investigating the suicide, which turns out to be a murder. Um, and finds out Mel is his would-be partner. So... I really like this bit where Danny goes, gun! Because he thinks that Mel is a suspect in something and he's got a gun out and he's just uh, he's weirdly just going, oh, I like my gun. Mm. <laughs> he's fucking stroking it. Um, and then Danny tries to tackle him and fucking Mel just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> I really like that bit. Uh, they have a bit of bounce and the title of the movie is dropped in. I forgot they say... Uh, 22, 20, 22 minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> I'm glad that you did that. You did put some fucking work into this one. Well done. <laughs> I wrote down a time. 21 minutes and 9 seconds is when he first says, I'm too old for this shit. Right, so... <laughs> the amount I've just described was 22 minutes. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> you have glossed over quite a bit. Um... All right, we cut to Gary Boosie in the shittest disco hall I've ever seen. It'd be all right if there's more people in it. Look, my living room's better than that disco hall, and that's saying something. Like, all I need is a disco ball, and it'd be the exact same fucking thing. I'm gonna get you a. I'm gonna get you a glitter ball. <laughs> I would love a proper glitter ball. I'm not kidding. Like, if you get me that, that would be awesome. Thanks, man. That that's tits. Um, and then the boss from Liar Liar is there. <laughs> did anyone notice that? He is the boss from Liar He is the boss from Liar Liar. No, I did not know that. The one he goes, you know, the Jim Carrey, your favourite actor. I just ignore everyone, everyone that's not Jim Carrey, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favourite part of Liar Liar is the bit where he's in the lift and he's just looking out that woman's tits. <laughs> is it Kristen Stewart? Is. No, it's no, not Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Alley. Kristen Stewart's Kristen... the mouth breather from Twilight. Kristen something. It's Kristen something. It is. Sure, yeah, it? no, I've, I've wanked over her. So I should have the like, Rob Celebs was a good one for that. 
but it's Kristen something. I can't remember her surname. I think it's Kristen Allen. Pair of tits, though. Kristen Allen. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I think she's. You know, do you remember Forty Year Old Virgin, where the woman's tit falls out when he's talking to her on the no. speed dating? Well, just me. I'm the speed date. I don't remember a tit falling out. <laughs> yeah, she's talking to him and a tit falls out and then he goes, oh, I'm going to do... Th-. And then she's like, no, pervert! <laughs> More along the lines of, mate, wear a bra. Dickhead. Um, you should have just said your norks out. <laughs> Nork. Come along with the norks. <laughs> so happy we'll be. Right, no. We've done well. We did that on the first one, didn't we? <laughs> uh, the porno one. That hasn't been released. Well, it, these fine people who are listening right now don't know anything about it. What? All seven of them. <laughs> That's just us. Oh. <laughs> Even my mum doesn't listen to this. It's sad. What a bitch? Why would she listen to it? Well, she tried to listen to one, but she was really annoyed by the swearing, and she um, can't watch it without some actual video behind it. There's a video on YouTube. Well, no, uh, like actual. So that's the reason why I'm. Well, as soon as I get a PC, which is going to probably take me another three months, um, I'm going to do a what's it called? Um, an actual video review. We'll keep it away from randomly reviewed. Um, and if it gets shut down for copyright, then it doesn't matter. It won't uh, annoy randomly reviewed. So, but like I'll go back and do the episodes. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so they're in the shittest disco hall ever. Uh, Boss from Liar Liar is there. Um, they then show Boosie burning himself to show how hard he is. Thought that was weird. And then they set up a shipment of heroin. Um, cut to Danny telling the dad about the mur- murder. Um, the dad talks about her being a porn actress and then cries. I'd cry too. <laughs> I cried in my pants. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, that's horrible um, uh, And then the dad says uh, Danny owes him one Because of Vietnam uh, He makes him a promise to find the killers At this point I went It's his job, dickhead To find the killers Like, why Why are you fucking goading him into Doing his job He's not Mel Gibson. Like he, he's not shit. <laughs> uh, then they go, well, Mel and Danny go to see a jumper, uh, another person who's committing suicide. Oh, yeah, that was a good scene. And Mel, hope his ex-wife gets raped, Gibson, tries to talk him down. Instead, he jumps off with him. So this is how shit a policeman is. He got him down. <laughs> he uses the exact same excuse. It's just not. I'm with him on that. He got him down. Didn't do anything dangerous. He jumped into the fucking bouncy castle thing. <laughs> Why was that there? In case he jumped. <laughs> yeah, but how. Well, how quickly did they set that up? Well, the cop, there was loads of coppers there. <laughs> so there's been there quite a while. There's TV people there, so it's been there for a while. Well, this jumper isn't serious then. He didn't need to handcuff him. Also, um, continuity error. <laughs> um, so when they jump off, the handcuffs aren't there anymore. Um, and really? then they hold each other's hand halfway through jumping <laughs> off. So the stuntman and the other stuntman hold each other's hands halfway through jumping off. And you can see there's no um, 
uh, handcuffed yeah. because that is actually really dangerous <laughs> because he's a prick. Anyway, Danny gets pissed off about him, how he handled it, and then Mel admits he's suicidal. So Mel, they, Danny takes him into a shop and then goes, oh, you're suicidal, you're suicidal. Why don't you shoot yourself? Here's my gun. What the fuck is that? Like, really? What? Does he know anything about mental health? Clearly not, but um, he, was, he was doing that because he didn't think he was suicidal, obviously. And then he puts his finger in the way of the trigger pulling. <laughs> and he goes, ooh, that really hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think it was that camp, Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, my finger. <laughs> ooh, you don't know how much this hurts. It's like a bullet in the head. <laughs> uh, so I, I've even put here, they then have the weirdest standoff where Danny goads him into killing himself. Danny stops it and freaks out about how crazy his partner is. <laughs> you dick, you did it. You were the one who said, go on, Mel, fucking put that... You push. shouldn't tempt me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Rick says. Uh, Mel says. <laughs> uh, then they bond over it being Danny's birthday the day before. <laughs> they go to the porn studio. <laughs> so, right... This is the thing I didn't get about the film at all. So they get fuck all leads throughout the whole of this film and yet they still solve the crime. <laughs> like, it's just mental. They go to this porn studio. Uh, they see two women doing blow on a table and they're like, ooh, look, a black man and Mel Gibson. Wow. Oh, they've got guns and police. <gasps> Run away. And then a guy tries to shoot them with a shotgun. <laughs> there's, there's no reason for it at all. He doesn't need to do that. If he didn't do that, they wouldn't have been... Uh, like, literally, they would have stopped the case right there. It would have gone cold. But he tries to shoot them. Well, he's obviously a drug dealer. He doesn't want to get caught. So he decides to shoot them. <laughs> so, Danny shoots him in the leg and says... That's a good shot. I'm glad I did that. Police don't need to shoot people to arrest them. Again, he, he was firing with a shotgun at him. What, you're just going to go, oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. No, you're going to... Not decapitate him. Um, well, stop him. So Shoot him in the leg. Danny shoots him in the leg. Um, Mel is... He's supposed to shoot him in the stomach, to be fair. Mel, yeah, that will take hours to die. But Mel... Um, so, Mel, after trying to read him his rights, goes, oh shit, he's got a gun, shoots him, <laughs> dead. Puts yeah. him into the pool and they try and save him, which is quite nice of them. Like, at least they tried to save one of the people they shot. <laughs> um, and uh, Danny Glover says the famous line, um, do you, uh, have you, uh, can you go a day without shooting anybody? And he goes, well, I haven't shot you yet. And Mel is that really a, a famous line? He says, um, is, have you ever met anyone that you haven't killed? There we go, sorry. <laughs> See, it's not that famous, is it? Because <laughs> I can't remember it. And then Mel has a wank in the pool. <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> I, that's what I saw. <laughs> um, so it cuts to them getting changed and then going to Danny's home. It's massive. His house is fucking awesome. Um, 
Like he's got, he's only got three kids, but I'm sure because the house gets blown up a lot throughout every single <laughs> every single film, but it's fucking huge and awesome. It must have cost a piss load of money, and we find out in number four that his wife writes porn for women. Ah, uh. yeah, uh, that's how they afford it. Uh, Danny introduces Mel to his family and the fit daughter is in love with him. They have a really weird scene around the table like where they all have a weird giggle fit and I don't, I honestly don't understand why they the do little it. girl rapping? Yeah, and it's the shittest rap ever and he's <laughs> doing beatbox, which is really wank beatbox and then they stop that and then they say something and then they all giggle for a good like 10 minutes. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't think that... Well, it's a good minute. It felt like ten. I, I, um, more bonding happens between Mel and Danny. Mm, he he wanks him off. Uh, Mel ends the evening by weirdly talking about his first kill. So <laughs> he goes, "I was eighteen. I was in the Gulf. I shot this bloke from uh, three miles away. Only two people in the world could have made this. Uh, sorry, only eight people. Thousand yards. Thousand yards." And it's eight or ten. He said, "Not eight or eight or ten people." Couldn't... I'm glad that you both watched it. <laughs> we did watch it. I watched it twice. <laughs> and I'm good with numbers. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a really weird e- way to end the evening. No, he's just saying, "Watch out! I might kill you <laughs> from a thousand yards." Yeah, no one will know. Um, also, the family cop uh, cop. The family cat is called Burback, which I thought was a weird name for a cat. Um, well, if his uh, wife writes porn. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I didn't think about that. Like, <laughs> I, I watched the fourth one. Well, the cat's dead by the fourth one. Spoiler alert! Well, the dog's dead by the fourth one. Spoiler fourth. alert! <laughs> they get a new dog. Rene Russo. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Rene Russo's in Stop there. Stop it! <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so Danny gets a late birthday present and it's a porno with the dead lass. He has his glasses on Not for a the better present look. is the fucking plastic <laughs> cop set, like the plastic gun handcuffs. That's that's the, the porno, it's not the present. You see it one way, I see it another. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, what was the significance of that anyway? Like he well, she's having like in the said, yearbook. Yeah. No, he's just having a wank with his glasses on. That's it. He's doing a Batman. Like, that's all he's doing. Um, Because I thought about this far too much. Why did someone send him that porno? And the only thing I could think of is that it was the dad who sent it to him. So that's the only person who could have sent it to him. So he's dead. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Look at my daughter. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Find out who killed her. <laughs> you owe me one. <laughs> now you owe me two. <laughs> yeah. I gave you that pawn for your birthday. What are you going to do for me now? <laughs> it, it, that was such a weird scene. <laughs> like the whole. Like you know how we talked about dead men don't wear plaid and naked gun having stupid fucking plot lines. This is the stupidest plotline ever. 
out of every single film I've ever watched, I thought about what the actual plot is for it, and it's fucking stupid. Number two is even worse. Number three is a little bit better, but it's stupid as well. And number four is fucking off the wall. The only good thing about number four is Jet Li being class. <laughs> uh, he kills someone. Well, he kills about three people with his thighs. Oh. Mm. Um... Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, Mel wakes up, Danny, uh, with a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. That was a weird scene as well. Yeah. <laughs> One, poor bloke has already gone to the in his bath. Uh, he's just having a good old bath on his birthday. All his family burst in and pricks about it. And now, he's woken up two days later by Mel Gibson giving him a cup of coffee and going... Are you sugar tits? Like, <laughs> what a prick. Uh, Mel is wanting to know a hooker's name. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bixie. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go to a shooting range and blame it all on the hooker. <laughs> so, <laughs> where they say, this is pretty thin. Yes, this plot line is fucking thin. It doesn't make any sense. I say that throughout the film. Like this, it's yeah. Thin, it's, thin. it's an ongoing joke from there. I'm I like when glad. he goes, thin's my middle name, and he goes, with your wife's cooking, and I'm, surpri I'm not surprised. <laughs> I did love that bit. That was They then show how good they are at shooting. It's a bit of a penis measuring contest, where, like, Mel, when he does the have a nice day bit, so... Uh, he puts it away and then uh, he shoots a load of bullets to make a smiley face. Yeah. He says it in such a really, like, dour tone. He doesn't say it in, have a nice day. It's, have a nice day. <laughs> if you can tell the difference between my monotoneness. <laughs> Good for you. Um, anyway, so, cut to the duo going to the hooker's house. It explodes. That reminded me of... Um, uh, Last Action Hero, <laughs> where uh, oh, yeah. he goes to his cousin's house and he's reading the cards. Five, four, three, two, one. <gasps> Shit, I should run. <laughs> um, the hooker is dead, surprisingly. Mel wanks over the bomb device. <laughs> <laughs> he really does like that bomb. He's like, it's got mercury switches and everything. Look at it, Danny. Look at it. It's got mercury switches. Oh, this is some re good shit. Um, the kids annoy me in this scene. <laughs> I, I've actually read how much I love this scene. So Danny interrogates a six-year-old who brings up racism in the police force, yeah. but yeah. they fob them off with ice cream. <laughs> uh, uh, get ice cream. <laughs> My mummy told me um, they kill black men. Uh, uh, get them some ice cream. <laughs> so, uh, don't tell me your name, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, uh, Dad's Army. Dad's Army, yeah. <laughs> Was Dad's Army before? Of course it was! Like, Jesus! What question's that? I don't know if it was or not. Dad's Army's quite old, you realise. How old do you think Dad's Army is? Did you think it came out in the 80s or the 90s? Well, lethal Weapon's good, does it? Talk about Lethal Weapon. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> he brings up racism in the police force, but they fob them off with ice cream. See, this is what Donald Trump should have done with Black Lives Matter. Just give them ice cream. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, another ice cream. 
No, you don't want chocolate, do you? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> they find out it's a special forces bloke. Oh, yeah. So the kid looks at Mel Gibson's arm goes, that's the tattoo the other bloke had as well. I'd be like, fucking hell. Why the fuck is this kid so retarded? <laughs> like, why doesn't he instantly go, Mel, why have you got that weird tattoo? Two, are you in cahoots with Gary Boosie? That's what I would have thought if I was a six-year-old. <laughs> no, no, you, you wouldn't. fucking wouldn't. I would have. No, you wouldn't. I was a thoughtful child. <laughs> you were like, how come the other kids are getting ice cream when I'm not? <laughs> I would have actually. Uh, I would have been like, fuck this noise. <laughs> Where's my ice cream, dicks? I, <laughs> why do policemen <laughs> shoot black people? Give me ice cream. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, Danny is talking to the dead lass's dad. Turns out he's in some deep shit. Gary Boosie pops up in a helicopter. <laughs> I just love how fucking overdramatic all of this film is. So he comes out in a helicopter. Um, Mel is like, shit, a helicopter! <laughs> how does he know that they're there? What do you mean? Like, he comes in the helicopter, he's like, a, he knows that they're there. How? No, he was going to kill um, the dad. Was he? Well... Yeah, he didn't know that the cops were there. Because the, in the conversation, he tells the boss um, he's, he spoke to the cops because he didn't realise the cops were going to be there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I like you one of the worst parts of this is it's his daughter's funeral. <laughs> like, they, they go to him on his daughter's funeral and then he gets shot... And he's got, they've got, weirdly, a load of milk cartons. Like, I don't know why. Maybe they like milk. How many people do you know drink milk at a funeral? I've never been to a funeral, so I I've don't know. I've been to loads. I've never drank milk them. That's because there was no milk there. If there was yeah, milk, you might have drank milk. A glass of milk? Or a cookie? Yeah, if there was milk no, and cookies. I would have had a white Russian. Like... Yeah, but you need milk for that. Well, that's true. And they could have been making loads of white Russians. That's what, that was her favourite drink. <laughs> yeah, she was actually the dude. <laughs> like going back to uh, when they do the toxicology report on her, and it's like, oh, the coke she was snorting was full of um, fucking rat poison. And it's just, it's weird as shit. All of this film is so fucking stupid. Why is that so weird? No, because uh, she jumps out the window. So if she hadn't have jumped out the window, she would have been dead in half an hour. Right. But, one, so we didn't need her to jump out the window for the plot line to move on. No. <laughs> no. Obviously, no. it was done for dramatic effect. Yeah, I was going to say comic effect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I still love that scene, though. Like, uh, that, first, that opening scene like, where she... Uh, kills the car and you see the inside of the car and it all buckles that is such a well shot scene um, I've seen it in other things I'm sure the, the thing is with all like four of them there's so many things that this film did first that you don't because so many other films have ripped it off and you just go oh that's like so first time watching it like Die Hard Die Hard had so many things that it did as a first 
and it it's so well done and it did it like Akira in manga. The amount of shit that's ripped off from Akira, the bike scene, there's so many different things. And that is one of the reasons why I really love this film. I only gave it a 3.5 as well, which I'm quite bad. Spoiler alert! Sorry, I'm going a bit I'll bad. cut that out so people are not so people are surprised at the end. <laughs> I might change it, I might change it. Um, yeah, so Gary Boots uh, <laughs> kills him <laughs> from a helicopter. Uh, cut to them getting changed. Oh, wait. Get <laughs> that bit. <laughs> oh, cut to Mel walking through LA looking for hookers. <laughs> Gary again pops up and shoots him with a shotgun. <laughs> There's only about five minutes between these scenes. And it's just like, how does Gary know where they're going to be? All the time. Uh, this way he goes, uh, Twitch is higher, they've got your head. Twitch is lower, and I've had a full set for life. Because he had a shot his penis. <laughs> I'm glad you like that joke. <laughs> uh, Mel then admits to never forgetting an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> he says, I never forget an asshole. And he's like, Really, Mel? Like, <laughs> why are you looking that much at them? <laughs> like, uh, we find out Gary may be banging the fit daughter. Because they say um, over the police wire that, well, we actually hear about his daughter going out with a blonde bloke. Who is quite tall. I thought they'd found a body. Didn't they say they found a body? And then he goes, it's probably some kid with dimples. He's like, how did you know? Oh, I may so have I think completely they might, misread I think they might that. Killed, <laughs> I think they might have killed her boyfriend. I misread that. But well, I'm not certain about that. I well, think, but no, I do think they said they found no, a body. I think you're right. And that... <laughs> No one gives a shit about this kid with dimples. Like, literally, that's the only mention he has in the whole entire film. We don't even see his dead body. Like, it's... Why do you want to see his dead body? For a wank, Tal. <laughs> For a wank. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I misread that completely. Uh, but Gary kidnaps her. Uh, they come up with a plan of killing everyone. <laughs> so... When they're in the house, they point guns at Danny Glover's family and he goes, no, don't worry about wife, go, go to bed. She's fine. Everything's fine. And then he sits down next to the Christmas tree. He's like, Raj, we've got to kill everyone. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you policeman, you do know that, don't you? Yeah, well, they've got his daughter. <laughs> they've got my little girl. <laughs> She's not your little girl, though. She's 27. <laughs> so what I put, they come up with a plan of killing everyone. It's not a very well thought out plan. <laughs> they meet up in the desert and uh, because they think Mel is dead, he's hide, he hides behind a sand dune. The bad guys have a helicopter and two cars against Mel with a sniper rifle. It is fucking insane, this scene. 
Danny has a station wagon. <laughs> Danny brings out a hand grenade as well. <laughs> and he says, oh, we all die. It's a hand grenade, dickhead. It will not do that much damage to a helicopter and two fucking... <laughs> I don't know. It would have done quite a lot of damage if it was a real one. No, grenades don't work that way. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of damage. They do a lot of damage, but it only... Like... They can blow up buildings. No, they can't. Go that far. Well, they can. No, they can't. You know how a hand grenade works, right? You can pull out the penny from it. It blows up. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't actually blow up. Like... The thing is, there's loads of shrapnel in it, so all it does is send out a load of shrapnel when it explodes. That's it. Oh, well. It doesn't actually, like, so there is a lot of smoke and everything, but it just blows up and loads of shrapnel goes everywhere. Um, they're not very effective. No, but the, the, the explosion could, if it was thrown, like, in between the cars, it could end up blowing up the cars. That, that is true. But it's a smoke. We find out it's a smoke grenade anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, so I put Danny brings out a hand grenade and it goes to shit pretty quickly, but Mel snipes everyone. <laughs> so Mel gets off his murder boner. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, so Mel starts shooting everyone, but the boss from Liar Liar stops him. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, I think he's called the General. Yeah, he is, <clears throat> you're right. Um, Danny runs away, but surprisingly, the well-thought-out plan goes tits up, and they all get captured. <laughs> the well-thought-out plan. Well, when he runs away, it's one of my favourite scenes. Like, all of it is my favourite scene, actually. When he's running away, and he's just going like that. <laughs> he puts his hand in the air with his gun, and he's just running, and he's, loads of bullets are going around his feet. And he goes, yeah, that was weird. Oh, oh all right, I'll stop. <laughs> Why didn't they just fucking shoot him? Like, why didn't they just shoot him? Why didn't the general, when he's gets to Mel Gibson, just shoot him in the head? Well, the whole point of them doing all this is what they want to find out what they know. Uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, they do actually, ex surprisingly, explain a plot point. Um, and his daughter tries to fuck off in a car and she crashes it like a dickhead. Uh, she is being ch captured, uh, sorry, she is being chased by a helicopter, which, fair, uh, I'd crash a car too. Uh, the bad guys take them to a warehouse, sorry, to a basement actually, uh, to torture them for info. Mel gets a harsh sponging. <laughs> right, so. That's what going to call it. Again, this scene. <laughs> no, so it's supposed to be him being electrocuted. Um, but if you think about it, there was no electric involved here. All he does is put sponges on Mel. <laughs> That's it. Like, I thought about it as in, this isn't real. Look, <laughs> it was it was stupid. And it, was, it did seem like it was over-the-top acting for Mel as well in that scene. I, I do love his mullet, though. He has it for two of them. No, he has it for three of them, actually. Spoiler alert. You're not going to watch him. I am. Are you? Yeah. It's well worth watching. Um... Yeah, so the uh, so he gets a sponging. So all the little Chinese bloke is doing is cleaning him. <laughs> that's that's it. Like I would have killed both of you guys. <laughs> uh, Danny gets punched. They bring in the fit daughter and torture her too. Mel 
I'll burn down my ex's wife's house, Gibson, breaks free and saves everyone. They end up in the shit disco hall and start shooting. Fuck civilians. Gary gets away. <laughs> so glossing over that a little bit. When they go, when they get out of this basement hall and they go to the shit disco. What the fuck? Like, they're supposed to be policemen. And they just start shooting fucking everyone. They don't start shooting everyone. People start shooting at them. No. And then they start shooting back. Mel shoots the first person in that scene. Who was going to shoot him because he was one No. Of, how much do you want to bet? Well, we'll never know because Mel shot him first. <laughs> yeah, but he's one of the bad... He doesn't just randomly shoot civilians. You know, he goes up to her and just goes, bang. And then everyone the starts shooting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I can't be our star, do you? Uh, Gary gets away. Put Mel and Danny follow. Mel can run out, uh, outrun a car. <laughs> like so, Gary Boosie gets in a car, fucks off, and Mel runs instead of getting in a car himself. He just runs after this fucking car. He's an eighties action hero. Of course, can outrun a car. God, where have you been? <laughs> um, Danny. Because he's not as he's too old for this shit, he goes back and goes for the boss and liar liar. Uh, he shoots the driver of his, the getaway car. Instead of shooting the boss from liar liar, he goes for the driver instead. <laughs> it doesn't make fuck all sense. Well, no, it does. That will stop. That was the intention would be to stop the car. <laughs> no, because it doesn't stop the car. Obviously, because the no. car gets hit by a bus. <laughs> Just so it still keeps on driving. I do love his where where he does the neck click because it reminds me of Samuel Jackson doing it in Loaded Weapon. Um, like watching it all back, I, I really watch one. I really want to watch Loaded Weapon again because the amount of stuff that they've parodied that I didn't get when I was young. Like, I was only about 12 or 13 when I first watched that film. And the amount of stuff I just didn't realise it was completely lifted from. Uh, oh, it was class. Yeah, watch that film instead of this one. <laughs> Actually, no, watch both. Uh, so, he shoots the getaway driver and the car gets hit by a bus. Liar, liar, man, while stuck in the car, in said car, blows up. So... He's got a load of ammunition in the car. Um, it's on fire. He's reaching for a grenade instead of trying to undo his belt buckle and fuck out of the car. I, I was a bit confused by this scene. Is he trying to like get rid of the grenades so they don't explode with the car? I think that's what he's trying to do. But he could have literally got out of the car and fucked off. He did seem pretty trapped in there. Mm, he did get hit by a bus as well. It's probably hurting a little bit. Mm. No, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> what? No, I've heard getting hit by her bus words. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Lauren will tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she can't remember it. Um, Mel doesn't catch Gary. So, again, why does he run after this car? <laughs> like, please explain that to me. What? Why does he run why after this car? Why do I have to explain car? anything to you? It's a movie. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't catch Gary, but Danny figures he's going to go to his family house. If you were Gary Boosie, everyone has just been shot. 
you can fuck off. You yeah, won't got a chance to get away. <laughs> you just like I'd, I'd go over the border. I'd go to Mexico. I'd go to Canada. I'd go fucking somewhere else. I wouldn't go to one of the policemen's houses <laughs> and try and shoot them all. But it does set up a really good scene. Uh, so <laughs> Mel doesn't catch Gary. Um, he goes to the family house. He goes to the policeman sitting there, shoots them both, as you do. <laughs> Walks into the house, um, looks at the Christmas tree, and it says, um, oh, we fucked off. Uh, have a good day good, uh, from the good guys. <laughs> and then, for fuck all reason, they drive a car through the house. <laughs> Absolutely no reason at all to do to that. To distract him. <laughs> Well, that's exactly it what happens. <laughs> they then drive a car through the window instead of shooting him. It was not choice. I'll grant you that. <laughs> so Mel takes him outside, and then they decide to have a fist fight. <laughs> no reason at all. He should be arrested. That's it. It Even doesn't matter. Even if, like, Gary Busey won that fight, they're not just going to let him go anyway. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I, I didn't, my mind wouldn't let me think that Mel would lose. But if he did... <laughs> so if Mel had been killed by Gary Busey during that fight, what would have they done? Like, <laughs> well done, you, mate. You've earned your freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Off you go. No, all the police have just shot him. Yeah, well, that's... I'm so, well, they do, anyway. I'll come up to that scene as well. So, Mel decides to have a fist fight. It's pretty cool. I have to admit, it is a pretty cool fight. Um, like, in mm. 1987, that, as a fight scene, is tits. That would have been... So, you remember watching The Matrix for the first time, where they have fight scenes? Yeah. That what would have time? been for... That would have been that generation's Matrix no. scene. No, yeah. you'd have had films with Jean-Claude Van Damme and all that at the same time. So oh, Bloodsport is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, no. In terms of fight scenes, I don't think it was that good. I. It was okay, but like I said, JCVD. Fucking amazing films. He's, well, not Time Cop's shit hot. I love Time I love Time Cop. I like Time Cop. Um, so yeah, no. Where they meld into each other. That's a classic. It was all right, but it, it's way too long. Uh, well, uh, after doing the fact file and finding out that they uh, did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so they got that from Royce. Um, I know neither of you care about MMA, um, but he was the guy in Ultimate Fighting Championship, so UFC. He was the guy who was he was only about five foot seven, beat the living fuck out of everyone because he was. Uh, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was just literally put chokeholds on, break people's arms, literally win by any means possible. And in that in that fight scene, it shows it where he tries to put on an arm bar, he tries to put on loads of stuff on Gary, like, and it, it goes well. <laughs> I mean, he ends up fucking Gary's neck towards the end. <laughs> just puts his neck in between his balls and just goes... Ugh, ugh, ugh. That wasn't one of my notes found... where he was like, he's literally fucking his neck. I found that strangely erotic. <laughs> and in the meanwhile, you've got um, 
Danny Glover telling all the cops, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this, I'll take this. Like, I'll write it up, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Mel wins, but doesn't kill him, like you say. Goes, it's not worth it. The police go to arrest Gary, but they are so shit at their job. Um, Gary pulls, a, uh, gets one of their guns, and Mel and Danny, so they're hugging. <laughs> right, in the explosion bit. So uh, when they go to the hooker's house, um, it's a really throwaway line, you can barely hear it. But Mel says, Get off me, you fag. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't touch me. Get off me, you fag. <laughs> and also, in the gun range scene, they're talking about um, the the daughter who, who died at the beginning. Being, They think that it's a, it was a man in the house. And it's like, But it turns out it's a woman in the house. And, he, and, he, and Margot's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's weird. I'm surprised he's not into lesbians. <laughs> um, so so it's got a couple of uh, homophobic homophobic traits in the actual movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they then, well, uh, after Gary wrestles this car away, car, gun away from the policeman, um, they both turn around and shoot him. Now, when I saw this scene, all I thought is that Mel Gibson will not be able to hear out of his right ear for the rest of his life because he literally puts the gun next to uh, Mel Gibson's he- head and fires it at Gary Boosie. So, uh, tinnitus is a real thing. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Tinnitus. Well, you say tomato, I say t- tomato. Tomato. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> um... It all ends nicely with Mel staying for Christmas dinner. With his dog. This is what... Bringing his dickhead dog to... <laughs> Why is he a dickhead dog? Well, because he uh, goes for the cat. Now, if I, mean, I that's went... That's what dogs are meant to do. One. It's their job. <laughs> Why did he bring his dog to the dinner? He wasn't, well, he wasn't... expecting to go for dinner. He was yeah. supposed to give the bullet away and then drive off with his dog. Exactly. Why? Because he wanted. Well, to if kill he was going for a short drive, he might be going to the park. You know? <laughs> in the middle of the night, dogs need to go for poo poos. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quote of the week. <laughs> but he shouldn't like. Literally, he should what, bring his dog with him. So he says, can I bring a friend? He goes, yeah. He goes, come girl, come girl. Fucking dog comes out. I would have been, at that point, I would have gone, no, fuck off. <laughs> you wouldn't. I, I would have. I would just be like, like, get your own turkey, dickhead. <laughs> Wank off. No, you wouldn't. The, the dog can stay in the yard. You're not coming in my house, dog face. Mm. Fuck off. <laughs> I do, I love dogs. But if I had a family and they all encroached on my privacy while I was having a wank in the bath, <laughs> they do it like they do it in the fourth one as well when he's retiring, or the third one when he's retiring, and they rush in and <laughs> blow out the candles 
on his retirement cake. And it's the only time... Like, I watched all four films. He shows fuck all affection for his wife, apart from in one scene where he drags her in the bath with him. That's it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So that's the end of the film. Uh, my review is, I really like this film. I do actually really like this film. I, it, it's, it's shit, but it's amazing at the same time. Danny and Mel have a really good chemistry together. It's a lot better in the second, third and fourth films. Like the first one, I think because they're setting it all up and they didn't realise it would go so far. Like Mel is a bit of a fucking arsehole in this film. Like where he's going to kill himself and stuff. Like, it's a really dour sort of... Uh, sorry, it's a really depressing sort of storyline. It's hardly going to be uplifting a cop <laughs> wanting to kill himself because his wife's dead. They're hardly going to go, oh, she get was, over she it. She was ugly anyway. <laughs> he gets Rennie Russo in the third one. It's fine. Spoiler alert. <laughs> My God. And um, Joe Pesci's character's called Leo Gets. Because <laughs> Leo gets you whatever you want. <laughs> Ah, cool. Um, and they've got diplomatic immunity. The second one is so fucking insanely batshit. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching it. I watch it tonight, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so Danny and Mel are really good together. And it's one of the best buddy cop movies of all time. Like I, I, After that film, I don't think they could have done another buddy cop film. And this is the reason why it had uh, another three films afterwards. Because it was so good, um, I don't, I can't think of any other film that even comes close to the buddy cop movie genre. Like Turner and Hooch is quite nice, but the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, oh, yeah. that's good. Nice guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, but they are both of those are just rip-offs of Lethal Weapon. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. Like nice guys is written by the same bloke who wrote this. Yeah, but um, the other guys is nothing like. Um, yeah, but it yeah. is that is an actual small comedy. <laughs> so, like where they go, the exact scene where they go to a uh, I can't remember where they go to. Uh, I think it's a. It's an accountant. Yeah, yeah. and it blows up, and they go. How do people walk away from this explosion? <laughs> My ears are hurting. Like, that is a direct fucking spoof of this film. There's loads of bits of this film that have been parodied so many different times. Is that the one where the, uh, at the beginning the two cops jump off the building? <laughs> Samuel Jackson and The Rock. That is a good film. I actually really like that film. Um, the Other Guys is quite good. It's on Netflix as well. Uh, the plot is stupider than Naked Gun. The plot to this is thin as fuck and it's stupid as shit. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> at all. It's one of the reasons police think they should shoot everyone. <laughs> it, it was a sax soundtrack. Gary Boosie is the bad guy, and despite all of this, it's one of the best films I've ever watched. <laughs> it is a bit all over the place and has massive plot holes. The script is 
fucking iffy in so many different places. Uh, but it sets up for another two great films and a third okay one. Uh, I give it 3.5 out of 5. That was alright. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a fun film. It's action-packed. It's a lot to keep you entertained. It doesn't... It's a long movie. It doesn't feel like it's a long movie. It doesn't. I'll agree with that. Like 110 minutes, like it's nearly two hours long. And yeah. It is actually... I'd watched a bit of the movie and it was already an hour later. I was like, what? <laughs> it is good for that because it is... Like, literally, it doesn't give you space to breathe. It goes, fuck yeah, let's go mental. Yeah. There's no drawn-out boring scenes. Well, I mean, there's like, no so plot. The fight, the fight scene is quite long at the end. You entertained with that, I think. But, um, yeah, the acting was generally good. There's, like I said, there's some tropes from Mel Gibson that brought me out of it. Like when I say, like, he's like Joe Pesky in. Oh, right. Like, trying to be angry and <laughs> Hamelin. Like in the second and third one, they get rid of all of that. He is actually, all he is is just being funny instead of suicidal. I prefer that. And um, like the with the crazy eyes as well, like I said, it just reminds me of Hulk Hogan, or Randy Savage, trying to be crazy in wrestling. The 24-inch pythons. <laughs> but it's a fun film. I'm def- I watched this movie twice. Well, I watched three quarters of it before I had to switch off to get on some work. And I was going to come back to the rest, but instead I just thought, oh, I'll just play it from the beginning again. Mm. And just watched it all again. And I will definitely watch the um, the sequels, because I did enjoy this movie. So for me, it gets... I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. Lalo? Um, yeah, it was, it was my suggestion, so... It was your suggestion. I like it. It's good. Soundtrack was tits. I love the soundtrack. It reminds me of 80s movies. Yeah. Like your um, um, Commandos and your mm. Razors and all that sort of stuff. And a Razor wasn't 80s. With Arnie? Yeah, that was 90s. Early 90s, you know what I mean. That sort True of Lies, of I think, was before uh, a Razor. I didn't really like True Lies. <gasps> it's got it the woman right. from Relic Hunter in it. <laughs> I don't remember what Relic Hunter is. What is shit? <laughs> it's the shit Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was <coughs> fun, and I think this is um, one of the things that movies these days don't seem to have, is just it being fun. I completely agree with you on that. And even though it was like nearly two hours long, it didn't feel like it. It was just oh, really? Fair enough. And then you just. I was going to watch, because uh, I've gotten it, well, my sister's got an ITV, so all four of them are on it. So I was going to watch them all, but then I thought, uh, no, I think I've had enough of Mel Gibson for one day. But I'll probably watch them. Well. Well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really like this film. Um, I'd, I'd give it a, a 3.5, sounds about right, to be honest. It's not a 4, but it's not a 3 either. Yeah. What? To be fair, if we'd done... If we'd done, like, number two or number three, I reckon I would have given it a five, uh, a four out of five. Because um, like, I did watch all of them. Um, 
I watched them in a really weird order, actually. I watched the second one first, then I watched the first one, then I watched the third one, and then I watched the fourth one. The, the rest of the movies are... what I, I really recommend watching them all in a row. They are fucking great. Like, it would be a good marathon. Well, I've, I've not seen the other... Well, I have seen them as, as kids. I can't remember. And it, the only thing I remember from the second one is the way he's strapped to the toilet. Uh, yeah, that's the second one, where he's... It, or the bomb of the toilet, sorry. Yeah, that he's been sat there all night and he can't move his legs so Mel goes I'll carry you off it's fine it, st- it stops being homophobic in the second one as well <laughs> oh good <laughs> in the 80s you were allowed to do well it was 89 I think the it was more out. like it doesn't make, doesn't excuse it but it was more acceptable in the 80s in uh, society well Friends is really homophobic have you watched Friends recently where he fires um the uh, Manny, uh, because oh, yeah. he's a man. Like, he's not even gay. It's just, he's Freddie Prince Jr. And he's like, ah, And uh, where Joey and uh, Ross sleep, sleep together. together. <laughs> and everyone judges them for it. Like, well, you would though. <laughs> no, I'd be like... I'm not even like, it's like you, oh, well... I say, oh, Ross and Joey slept together. <laughs> I say that's a bit if weird. I, well, you two are sleeping together. I'm thinking we. I'd be like, what? <laughs> I say that's a bit weird, but like, why did they sleep together? Because it was the best sleep they've ever had. Yeah, they fall asleep together by accident. Okay. Once and then, but they carry on doing it because it's <laughs> they both sleep really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a broke back mountain situation. <laughs> Something will be broke. <laughs> Banjo strings. Uh, so, Lethal Weapon has a randomly reviewed rating of 3.5 out of 5. I'm, I'm quite sad. I, I, I actually think that deserves more. After after talking about it, and after watching all four of them, it does deserve more than a 3.5. Well, are you changing your score then? No. Cause... Well, then it doesn't deserve it, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Naked Gun got 3.7. Oh, but Naked Gun's amazing. Um, Space Beat is. Space got 3.8. I think that's more on the lines of nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Well, Lethal Weapon's nostalgia as well, though. Different kind. Mm. It isn't one of those films that you grew up on. It was one of those films you watched. Like, if we did Terminator, I'd give that a 4.5. Which one? T2? Yeah. T2 is probably the best action film ever made. Or Matrix. I watched Matrix recently. and <laughs> The first one was a really, really good movie. It's not. I liked it. Well, actually, I wouldn't give Matrix... Actually, no, T2 is a lot T2 better is than... T2 is shit hot. T2 is a lot better than Matrix. T2. Matrix is actually god-awful. No, The Matrix is good. Again, it, it, it doesn't take... It does, but in a stupid way. The plot is stupid, but it's it's at least the awful. first one doesn't think. Yeah, it's up if its own arse. Stopped yeah. at the first one, then I would give it a four point five. I'd put it up there with T two, but because they went on, like even Terminator did more shit. But yeah, T three was awful. T two was so fucking good, you couldn't like you literally stop there and go. I mean, sod this noise. I'm not doing well, the first one was. Pretty dark and good as well. Oh yeah, no, T2 is really good. First one, 
the fact that Arnie only has 60 words of dialogue is brilliant. Like, because he's a shit actor. <laughs> the best thing you can do with Arnie is Mando. make sure. It's fucking tits. Ooh, right. Commando's ace. Predator is better than Commando. Predator is just... I was going to say gay, but people <laughs> might take offence. It's just shit. Predator is just, oh, look at us muscle-bound men. And then some weird alien-looking nope. creature. It's got the writer of Lethal Weapon in it. So? <laughs> that means fuck all. It, whoa. <laughs> I will say, boo to you. No, I did no, Predator is not good. Uh, I'd rather watch Commando, Eraser, any of Arnie's films uh, instead of Predator. I, I watch... I'd rather watch Jingle All The Way than friggin' Predator. It's got the big show in it. I love that. Twins. Film. I'd rather watch That's a Predator. fucking class film. Junior. No, it's not. <laughs> Junior's awful as well. Junior is sure. awful. It's got Emma Thompson in it as well. An Oscar-winning actress is in that film. Oh, Emma Thompson's good. I like Emma Thompson. Mm. I would. I, I would too, to be fair. Oh, I wouldn't. Why? Emma Thompson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the... Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she... I'm trying to think what she's been in. I'd do Helen Mirren as well. Stranger Than Fiction, she doesn't look good in, but she's in Stranger that. Than yeah, that's a great film. That. I like that film. I like that film too. All right, are we picking out? So the next episode of Randomly Reviewed, we'll be reviewing Bad Boy Bubby, which is a listener suggestion. If you have any suggestions for future episodes of Randomly Reviewed, please tweet us at Randomly Reviews, or leave a comment on the YouTube page, or visit our Facebook page. We're also now on Spotify. We'll probably, by the time this goes out, we'll be on iTunes, which will be good. Will we? Yeah. Fucking hell, well done. If they accept it. I doubt it. <laughs> and a whole host of most major... Fucking Steve are, are Jobs head no. at the beginning and in between or in... Nope. Really? Really? Well, if you like if you got like a free Spotify account, I guess there'll be ads. But the service itself doesn't put ads in it. No. That's shit hot. I mean you can choose if you're in America you can choose to put ads in it, but we were How would you choose to put ads in monetize it? Oh right. So yeah. But we wouldn't do that. No, I thought you meant the money. <laughs> I thought the user went I really like ads. <laughs> I'll put them in. <laughs> what? <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Woo! Bye. <laughs>